0: Hi everybody, welcome back. This week we're going to do another one of our mini-sodes where me and Sarah just have a little bit of a catch-up
1: about how we've been doing recently. Hi Sarah. Hi. Do you know, I had a message from someone who said they started listening to our podcasts and that they were loving hearing the new guests but they were kind of missing hearing more of us.
0: So oh, well that's nice
1: actually to have a chance to kind of do a little bit of us again. A little drop of us. Oh well in that case this one is for our fan. <laughs> <laughs> our one fan. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I listened to obviously our our last mini minisode that we did. I listened to them all through again when I'm editing them and at the time I thought that maybe we should talk more about the positive things this time. I thought maybe I was I was a little bit down in it. But I've had a really hard week. And I know that you have as well. So I do want to stay balanced and so i thought maybe we could talk about some of the things that are going well but i've realized recently that it is a bit exhausting trying to stay positive and think of fun things to do and think of ways to be kind to people and i know that there are there are lots of really amazing things online at the moment particularly sharing good news um i know you talked in pj and hannah's episode about the john krasinski's some good news which is yeah really fun i really look forward to that coming out and and lots of people are are talking about the importance of staying positive and counting your blessings and being grateful and those kind of things. But I think all of that can happen alongside acknowledging how difficult this is. But for me at the moment, when I do have really, really hard days or really hard weeks, and this one has been a really hard week, it's, yeah, I'm finding it exhausting to stay positive. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, I am finding it really hard to stay positive. And yet, I mean, I've had, I've had a really awful week, I have to say, lots of different things going on. And yet the last couple of days, I have felt quite calm, which isn't always the best thing in that I don't know that I trust when I go beyond worrying. I don't know that it's it doesn't feel like a very normal place for me. I never quite work out whether it's that I am calm or numb, but I haven't been able to be positive. I've been doing my positive planner and the kind of options for how you can reflect on your day. And it's never happy excited bubbly it's not that option but the kind of calm content it has occasionally been that but yeah it is quite hard I find it quite exhausting to know how to put a positive spin on things if that makes sense you know as in when things are so difficult how do you how do you find the energy to do that yeah
0: and I think there's a big difference between putting a positive spin on it in terms of almost disregarding what you've previously said or thought and trying to brush away the negative and replace it with positive. Rather it's about finding a balance and seeing that there are some things which are really hard, but also there are always going to be some things that are going well or okay or that we have to be thankful for. What did occur to me actually is that gratitude is always a good idea, (laughs) and there's a lot of things coming out at this time that we're being told to do, that yes it's important that we're doing them during lockdown, but it's important that we do them all the time, my my mum actually said at the beginning of this, oh great, so now everybody is washing their hands the same way that nurses do all of the time. <laughs> Suddenly we all realise the importance of washing our hands, but we're, we're supposed to be doing all of that already. <laughs> so I think it's highlighting some of the ways that we could do with looking after ourselves all the time.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, self-care was a big thing for me before this, but even more so now, I think actually I'm realising the importance of that. I'm also realising, you know, obviously I know that I miss my family. I know, you know, I know I want to see them. But I think for me, I'm sort of realising some of the peripheral people that I see every once in a while that I go, oh, I really should have made sure I did go and see them. You know, people who live a bit further away, who maybe it's, I need to book in and go and see them. So I don't always think about it. But those are the people that I'm going, oh, I would have seen them at some point in the last few months. And now it's potentially gonna be a year since I've seen them. You know, it's that kind of and they're the people that I, I can text, but maybe we wouldn't video call. I don't know. It's those people that I kind of think actually I really value having you in my life. And the fact that I haven't been able to invest in that is really hard. And I'm I feel more grateful for the time I did have with them before and actually more positive about making sure I do that once we're once we're out of lockdown
0: but you're gonna have to be really careful about finding ways to continue to invest in all of those relationships without just going right every single evening or weekend that I have free after lockdown I'm just going to book in everyone because I've had exactly the same obviously you know the last few months we haven't traveled to see people as much as we might normally have done with a small baby but I'm now thinking, oh, that person that we, we said, oh, we'll come and see you in a few months because it feels a bit difficult at the moment. And my brain's gone, no, you should have just gone when you had the opportunity because you never realise, do you, the things you take for granted when you might not be able to do them again. But then I think, no, I, I did postpone that visit because I needed it at the time. So I'm going to have to be really careful to think again, What do I, what do I need to do for myself post lockdown when things are possible to do again and I can see people.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, I wonder if actually part of the small easing of lockdown that's going to happen will mean that some of that happens in a natural gradual state. I
0: think that's actually one of the things that I found quite difficult this week is realising that it seems really silly to say this because looking back, I suppose it has always been a bit obvious, but there isn't going to be an anti-lockdown moment where life just restarts. Actually, I was listening to um, a podcast this week, Bryony Gordon's Mad World, and she was interviewing a therapist called Donna Lancaster, who's talking about grief. And she said that life as we know it has ended. And it made me feel really emotional. But I realised in that moment that that is what I hadn't quite accepted. And I felt like I had accepted a lot of what's going on at the moment, but that I, I actually needed to realize and accept and learn to be okay with. And it sounds very dramatic, and it's not like life is life is over and it will be dreadful, but life as we know it, there has been a stop to that. And our life at the moment isn't on pause, it's continuing when it just looks very different. And we don't know what easing of lockdown is going to look like. I think I've definitely definitely early on was waiting for life to just return to how it was. And I don't know when my life will again look like it did at the end of 2019, for example. And I think I'm still struggling with that, but if I can realize it, think about it, come to terms with it, I think I will then start finding everything a little bit easier.
1: Yeah. And I think I was really looking forward to this sort of light at the end of the tunnel of some sort of big celebration day where suddenly everyone was flocking out into the streets and I was running to see my parents and, you know, this kind of dramatic, yeah, like celebration light. And I think actually the celebrations for V-Day the other day kind of was like maybe go, oh, yeah, I was thinking like that kind of thing. Like suddenly we had this announcement that everything was over and, and we could be out, but that's not what's going to happen and actually, I was talking to my grandparents, and they, my nan was saying that even v e day when the war ended, there was an announcement that the war ended, but actually, some children didn't return to their parents for months, families didn't return to, them. and rationing, she said, went on for another couple of years. In my head, I thought I was compa- comparing, which I shouldn't do because war isn't the same as pandemic, but you know, I was kind of going, "Oh, we're going to have this big celebration day, but actually, even that didn't happen as much as we're led to believe.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. Now I think about it, I think that was probably the beginning of my really difficult week, was seeing all the VE Day celebrations and wanting something akin to all of that footage of people flocking to places. And I spoke to my granddad and he was talking about him and his parents walking down to the market square in Nottingham and my mum later on sent me an aerial photo of the marketplace on on V-Day and it was it was full of people it sounded just so incredible and that is what we want isn't it it feels like we want that big moment where suddenly everything is better and actually it's, it's a real parallel with mental health isn't it often when when people come to see me in cams I have to make a real point of saying to them that just because they're in cams now and they're going to get some help it's not necessarily going to be a really quick fix and people come wanting something whether it be talking therapy or medication or family support that is going to flick a switch and make everything better and everything kind of feel more normal uh, quickly and we have to start from a place of setting their expectations that that isn't going to happen because otherwise they're going to be really disappointed. But then I realised that's the expectation that i set for myself Yeah, with this situation.
1: And I think I keep expecting there to be an answer. I keep expecting, I think for me, part of my really tough week has been about the announcement of the possible schools reopening, which it would include my reception class and the kind of trying to plan for that and what that looks like, and personally, I don't see a way that it can be safe and enjoyable, and I think that's the kind of dual thing that I've been battling is, for it to be enjoyable and good for the children, it won't be safe, and for it to be safe, I think it's going to end up being quite traumatic for the children, and I don't know what the answer is, and I keep waiting for somebody to tell me what the answer is. I keep waiting for someone to click their fingers and go here's the answer and it's just not going to happen and I don't know how to navigate that I don't know how to navigate something that can't be fixed.
0: I also wasn't expecting there to be an announcement that something was going to change like schools were going to reopen and for me to immediately feel so scared I think I thought that when things reopened like you say it would be safe to do so and there would just be that moment of relief. But the idea of, for example, my son not going to nursery in September is scary and stressful. But the idea of him going is also stressful now. Yeah. So I think people are in these situations where they don't know which is the better option. For a lot of people, staying in lockdown is incredibly, incredibly difficult, potentially dangerous and yeah. Just, yeah, or just really scary. But the alternative now is for some people equally scary. And I've seen, you know, I've had to come off Twitter a bit this week because there's just so much arguing going on and so many accusations being thrown at teachers, particularly this week. And it's, I can't, I can't even get into it, but it's, it hurts actually to have gone from a place where everyone is trying to be so kind and understanding towards each other suddenly, suddenly. It seems like there's someone to blame for things not getting better quicker. yeah. Um, And there's someone to attack. And I I found that it just, it fills my bucket to to see all of that, to be a part of it. So I've had to come off a little bit um, and just not spend so much time looking at what other people think because it is no longer
1: informative, if it ever was. Um, And it's definitely not helpful. Completely. Yeah. The whole thing has been really difficult and isn't over. But yeah, I think it's, it's been a really difficult week and I think that's going to happen, isn't it? There'll be some weeks, will be better. Having said that, yesterday I went for a socially distanced walk with my mum in some bluebell woods and it was delightful. It filled my soul to be out in some beautiful nature, to see my mum, to just have a long chat with her about everything, to see their dog, that made me very happy and actually sometimes it's the little things isn't it we have to take the little bits of joy and contentment and let them empty our buckets and really really enjoy them i think i was very conscious of having to be having to really park everything that was going on in my head that was stressing me out and you know you and i have talked about this before like being really really present in that moment and lingering in that moment and letting it fill my soul Yeah, I think a lot
0: of people that I've spoken to have said how much this lockdown has made them appreciate getting out and just walking around and getting to know their surroundings a bit more. And with, you know, walking around with the baby who just adores dogs and birds, it Mm. makes me stop and look at those things or look at the trees when the wind's going through them. And for ages, he was getting really excited about things and I didn't know what he was looking at because I wasn't noticing them because I was too busy head down just, you know, out for a walk. So, yeah, that has been which brings us quite nicely onto what have some of the positives been. Mm. So I would say that's definitely one for me as well is, is noticing things a little bit more. Also letting myself have little treats. So some of those little things that I don't know why, but I've always struggled to allow myself. I'm not the kind of person who often buys myself little treats, but I have been making sure I have a bath every weekend and my husband gets me a little bottle of Prosecco and some sort of chocolate and I've just bought myself a box of chocolates from Hotel Chocolat because I can and why not so yeah I've been letting myself have little treats a little bit more because it's felt like I've needed them a little bit more obviously this podcast has been a big positive I've really enjoyed doing it we've met some new people we've just had opportunities to have some really good conversations with people we already know and love. It is stressful the idea of me and Jace both working from home and having the baby to look after, but if I think that the alternative at the moment would have been that I would have spent the last four weeks with the baby on my own for quite a long day. Jace would have left probably before he was awake and got back just around bedtime. Him being around during the day has been really nice for an extra term and He's able to just take the baby at some point during the day for fifty minutes and just let me have a bit of a break, so that has been really positive and is really helping and I think the last thing that i'm oh, it sounds a really awful positive because the reason that it's a positive is because other people's lives are on lockdown, but I'm not getting evening fomo anymore mm. of seeing people out doing things that I can't do because I'm at home with a baby having to feed him, so sorry, everybody else but the fact that I can now join in with things because everything's online, that's actually been quite nice.
1: Yeah. And I think as an introvert, I'm appreciating the ability to have quite a lot of nights in uh, without feeling like I'm letting people down by not going to things. So the opposite of FOMO, I guess I am appreciating that. I'm appreciate, I, I do really love my work. I think that, you know, that's something I've really realized as much as I, have reservations about going back to school. I love seeing my my children and I've been able to see some of them as key worker children in school. And they're just delightful. And yeah, I think, you know, treating yourself a little bit, ordering a few bits and pieces, trying to support small businesses. I think also one thing that gave me real joy this week, and it's gonna sound like I'm bigging myself up and I don't and that's not what it's about. I have saved quite a lot of money on petrol this week, this lockdown. And I wanted to kind of try and be generous with some of that so I um I ordered some little notebooks from my favorite retro from scratch for my other teachers the teachers that I work with trying to choose one for each of them and like I say that it makes sound like loads there's like five teachers so you know it's not loads so I tried to order them all one that they really loved and then yesterday um, on my way to my walk I dropped them off on their doorsteps and actually I realised that I get a great amount of joy out of gift giving and that actually it really filled me up to be to be generous and so it's quite selfish really but actually it was about being able to do something for somebody and for that to be a really nice thing and I realised how much I enjoyed that and that brought me real joy this week like I said it sounds like I'm blowing my own trumpet that's not what it's about but I think it's important to kind of acknowledge the things that bring us joy and if they can bring joy to other people as well then that's amazing I think it's good to realize as well though where the different ways in which you can be
0: generous and kind to other people there's actually lots of different ways it's not just about gifts and some people have a real gift for gift giving and I think if it does really bring you joy and that's a way that you can really bless others. That's probably a bit of a, a gift of yours and something really, really lovely about you. But my mum is, is the same. She's an incredible gift giver. She gets a lot of joy from it, but she's also fantastic at it. It stresses me out because I don't know if the thing I've got you is the right thing, the thing you need, the thing you really want. Should I have got that other thing, even though you'll never know that that was an option. And I, 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 I like giving gifts I but I like getting it right I like somebody really loving what it is that I've got them it's not just enough for me to them for them to go oh yeah that was a quite a nice gesture there's other things I think that I would I, you know I like spending time on and for people so for me to have baked something for someone says more than me having bought them something and it's not to say that so because it stresses me out, I never buy people gifts. Of course I do. But there might be other ways that my, like you say, my soul and my personality naturally want to give out to other people. And sometimes that's as simple as just being on the other end of a phone for somebody to have a difficult conversation with. So I don't think it's it's not bigging yourself up. It's saying you you recognize where you can get joy out of something that also gives joy to other people. And other people will have different ways that, that they can do that too. But if gift giving... Is your particular uh, gift? Then um, you know, me and Sarah are always happy to be <laughs>
1: on the receiving end, so that you can feel better. <laughs> we're here for you. You know, we're always willing to receive gifts, just if it helps you. You know, that's just the kind of people we are. I am always good at receiving gifts. <laughs> Actually, that's that's not true. Sometimes I feel really guilty and like I immediately need to buy you something else. <laughs> Do you know it was really funny? I had to text my colleagues to tell them I'd left something on the doorstep. And there was a couple of them I had to ask for their addresses. And the reactions from each of them were so indicative of their personalities. One of my colleagues is just a naturally effusive kind of person. And she was like, oh, my goodness, that's so lovely. Oh, thank you. And like little emojis of hearts and things before I'd even given it to her. And then another colleague, I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to be dropping a little something off for you. And she went, oh, that sounds ominous. And I went, no, no, it's a nice thing. Like it's a little gift. And she went, oh, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting the sense you're not great at receiving gifts. <laughs> and she was like, no. But, but thank you. <laughs> well, it's, it's a skill I would be happy to practice
0: anyway. Well, thank you, Sarah. As always, it's really nice to just talk about how things have been and just get it out. I always, I know we say this a lot, I, I am someone who just feel a lot lighter after I've had a conversation about how I feel. And so always encourage other people to do the same yeah absolutely we have like sarah said we have had a couple of people who've um, reached out to us and said some really lovely things about the podcast which is really nice but also people who we've been able to connect with a little bit more um, as a result of hearing from them and just people wanting to talk something through maybe that we've we've spoken about and we're really happy to do that with people as well so if you're sitting there thinking oh i'd quite like to join in with some of rebecca and sarah's conversations and chat to them about something," please do. We'd love to hear from you. Um, We can do that as well. So yeah. Otherwise we hope you'll join us next week when we'll be interviewing my friend Ali. See you then. Bye. Bye.